Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Today is the third and final part of my conversation with Sarah Wilson, aka Budget Girl, about our vastly different <laughs> reading challenges. Uh, part one and two were on Monday and Tuesday, and this is the final part of our conversation. So go back and check out those other two episodes. So if you've already done that and you're ready to go, let's pop into part three. Now, one of my favorite questions is, what is your favorite just fun read? So this is a book you read because you just wanted to have some entertainment. You weren't trying to necessarily learn anything. You just enjoyed this book. Can I have two? I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I do, the part of, part of what makes up the 35 books that I've read so far this year is I do a lot of brain candy books. And I have really, really been enjoying some books by Leia Stone. So mm. she's kind of like a supernatural fiction type author, writes things with ridiculous premises, like there's an academy where people with angel blood go. And I'm like, that's going to be terrible. So of course I read it <laughs> and I totally buy into it. And I'm like, I'm in it. I read all four of them. And then, she, then I see like, she has one. It's like where they're werewolves and soulmates. And, and I'm like, Oh, that's the dumbest premise I've ever heard. And I read it and it's awesome. So I have gone through basically her entire catalog, but it's brain candy. But another kind of, slightly better book that I've read. <laughs> like these these are the books that you like read in the bath or right when you're about to fall asleep. Uh, the other this is book a no shame I, zone. No shame zone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the other book that I read this year that I've really, really enjoyed is actually Stiff, The Curious mm. Lives of Human Cadavers by Mary Roach. Hmm. Which I, I know you said lighthearted, but it was a very funny book. And it was a little educational and a little gross. And it was just the weirdest thing I've read this year. And I liked it. <laughs> That's all that matters. You know, <laughs> you know, her name sounds really familiar. I think they might have turned one of her books or like into a podcast, like an audio podcast drama thing. Possibly. She's she has a journalism background, the author does. And so she kind of goes at weird subjects with this really um kind of investigative informative approach but she's also hilarious and dry and so like she goes into like the how some countries and in some histories there's cannibalism and that's something you do with dead bodies so she talked about it and <laughs> <laughs> and at one point she compares going to a anatomy school where doctors are training to do things and she compared all these human heads that were sitting around to uh like rotisserie chickens oh, no. sitting on platters. And it's just the weirdest mental image <laughs> that I'll never get out of my brain in my life. But good read. Oh, I'm really excited for dinner now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> They're apparently the same weight, human head and a rotisserie chicken. That is that is a good good comparison and mental image that I have now. Thank you. I would have never known that. So. You're welcome. I felt like I needed to pass that on. <laughs> You're dropping so much knowledge and value today, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> my, <laughs> I thought, I'm like, how do I go? How do I transition from chickens that weigh rotisserie chicken sized cadaver heads? Um, so my my fun read was again. I'm going. Sorry, I'm going to have to dip back into 2018 because I've only read three books in 20, 2019 so far. It's called The uh, Calculating Stars: 
by, hopefully I say her name right, Mary Robinette Cowell. I hope, hopefully I'm pronouncing her last name right. I love sci-fi. I'm like huge sci-fi nerd. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So like, I love The Expanse, love Star Wars. Star Trek, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not all the way in on them yet. <laughs> but this book is, I don't want to spoil too much. I don't want to give too much away. But basically, she has this series called The Lady Astronaut. And it centers around uh, a woman who is based in like the 1950s who wants to become an astronaut. But it's like set in an alternate universe. So the short summary is an asteroid hits the United States, like the East Coast, Mm -hmm. throws a bunch of dust and debris and stuff into the air and it hits into the atmosphere and it basically causes rapid climate change. And so because of that, they have to like rapidly advance the space program so that way they can find a way to get off of the earth and find and uh, get to Mars so they can have a new place to live because they, they're like, earth is not going to last very long because it's going to get real cold. It's going to get really hot and become uninhabitable in like mm-hmm. 30 years. I forgot the exact time frame. It's probably shorter than that. But basically it's kind of like a mixture of um, what's that movie where uh, it's like women who are like calculating uh, all the like formulas for NASA. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. That's Taraji P. Henson, I think, is in it. It's, I can't think of the name. So not a movie person. I'm sorry. Um, you know what? The great thing is I'm going to Google it and I'm going to edit it together. Like, <laughs> I just figured this out right now. Ah, Hidden Figures. There we go. That's the name of it. I've, okay. I've heard that, but I have not seen it. Okay, so it's like Hidden Figures now that I figured out the name. And uh, <laughs> it's basically, there's this group of women who are, you know, these like expert mathematicians who are doing all this advanced calculation for the space program, but because it's the 1950s and, you know, there's men there, they're not allowing them to, you know, be a part of the space program because they assume women can't, you know, be pilots and they can't go to space. It's not safe for them. And so basically it's about her kind of, you know, getting past all that because, you know, showing how brilliant these women are and that they should have the same opportunities. And it's just a really cool story. It's like a mixture of like, like a civil rights book plus sci-fi. It's like a really cool combination of uh, of things. So I, I really love that book. That one really got me. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of sci-fi and dystopian and supernatural and all that stuff. All of those are my like brain candy reads. Oh, you might like this one. This one this one really stuck with me after I read it. I'll look it up. I think those are some really good recommendations that, that, uh, that uh, personally, I have some of yours down. I'm going to have to read those. Um, are you going to skip I'm, that? I'm, I'm skipping the rotisserie <laughs> chicken heads. Um, I'm, I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> but I, I really love that you have this challenge going on. And before we go, I want to ask you, so how do you plan on taking on 100 books this year? Like, What is your plan of action? Considering that it's March and I'm already down 35, I honestly think I should probably like bump it up to at least 150 or 200. Like it's, I don't think it's going to be an issue. So essentially I listen to audiobooks when I'm like getting ready and on my way to work and running errands. And I read every single night before I go to bed and you just knock them out. Just knock them out. Okay. I got It sounds like you're saying that I need to have more discipline and routine in my life. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. If you kind of create the the time and the space and make that choice to utilize the time to read instead of doing something else. And I I realize that that sounds very like. Oh, thanks a lot, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's how I'm able to incorporate reading into my life. And it's also how I realized that I could read more and consume more versus maybe like you know, going to bed a little early and reading some more versus watching some more Netflix kind of thing. Mm. And especially if you incorporate it into like your morning routine, you know, your commuting or your grocery shopping or your errands, it, it becomes really easy to consume 
especially audiobooks, because it's happening while you're doing other things that you need to do. Oh, okay. All right. I, I got to make that more of a part of my routine. I kind of got away from it. I got better at it last year, but you've inspired me. I'm going to, I'm going to put my book or my Kindle right by my bed. I'm going to make sure I read before I go to sleep instead of what I'm doing now, which is probably just flipping through <laughs> Instagram. I think that's probably what I'm doing right now. I also look at Instagram before bed, but then I put it down and I read. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's really worth your time, I think, is checking out Sarah's YouTube channel, Budget Girl. Uh, I, I, I really love the videos you put up there because they're so relatable. And I love things that make finance and money and just, just life in general topics, easy to pick up and approachable. And I think you do a really good job of that over on your channel. So, you know, where can people go to find out more about what you have going on? Uh, is there anything special you have going on on your channel specifically? Uh, well, I'm starting an investing series, which I know oh. you're a big fan of investing, but um, I'm debt free now. And oh, congratulations. Saved, thank you. I've saved up an emergency fund. So on my channel, I cataloged my journey out of debt. And now I'm showing kind of how just an average person can get into investing, even though they were never taught about investing and that it's not that hard and it's fun. <laughs> and I get to build wealth for my future now. So that's a that's kind of a fun little thing I've got going on. I love that. And, and all this is over at Budget Girl on YouTube, right? Yes, youtube.com slash Budget Girl. Perfect. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes too so people can go check that out because it's, it's a great channel. I think it's definitely worth some time going and uh, watching what you have going on over there. Thanks. Sarah, I really appreciate your time and you joining me here and inspiring me to, to up my reading. I'm going to try to beat 20 now. Now that, you, now that you've come in here with your 100 plus book challenge, I, I think I'm going to try to up it. I'm gonna I think to you should it. maybe do at least 25. That's least a couple 25? books a month. You can do it. That's Ooh. like two books a month plus one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe during the holidays, I could squeeze that extra. That'll be my three month or three yeah. book month. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate it. And especially give me an update when you have your 200 book reading challenge next year. <laughs> I might do it. I really believe you when you said that. I really, I really felt that. <laughs> Thanks for joining Sarah and I throughout this week as we talked about our reading challenges and some of our favorite books that we've read so far. And big thanks to Sarah for joining me here again. And if you haven't started following Sarah, make sure you do that, especially over on Instagram at GoBudgetGirl. I think you really enjoy what she's doing over there. And the last thing I want to leave you with before I get out of here is that we are getting dangerously close to the two-year mark here on Popcorn Finance. Uh, the very first episode was released on June 29th, 2017, which feels like a very, very long time ago. And so I want to do something special with all of you in an episode to celebrate the two-year mark. And I asked this question on Instagram maybe, I don't know, a month or so ago uh, over at Popcorn Finance Podcast. And, and what I asked was, what is your favorite episode? And that's what I'm going to ask you all now. What is your favorite episode over the past two years? And I really want to hear your answer. So if you have 60 seconds out of your day, this is what I'm asking. Head over to popcornfinance.com slash voicemail and you can do it directly from your phone and let me know what is your favorite episode. And it doesn't have to be a long or fancy answer. Don't worry about sounding weird or anything like that. Don't worry. I will edit it and you will sound perfect. <laughs> but I want to know your answers and I want to put together something special for our two-year anniversary of Popcorn Finance because you've all been a part of this journey over the past two years, 24 months. So yeah, whether you're on your phone or you're on your computer, just head over to popcornfinance.com slash voicemail and just let me know what has been your favorite episode over the past two years. Oh, and I guess there's one more thing. Sarah and I will be back tomorrow for a special pop-up debate. We'll be in your feed. So if you're subscribed, you'll see the episode tomorrow morning right when it comes out. So as always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.